0: Welcome to the Record Celtic Podcast. I'm Gary Armstrong and today I'm joined by Graham Young and Craig Swan who is dialing in from St. Petersburg ahead of the Hoops clashed with Zenit. On the pod today, we look forward to the Europa League tie in Russia. Can Celtic take advantage of their first leg showing to progress? What team is Brendan Rodgers likely to choose and what tactics will the Celtic boss opt for? We will also make our predictions ahead of Thursday night's game and we'll preview what's likely to be a crucial game for Celtic in the Scottish Premiership against Aberdeen on Sunday. So we'll start off speaking to Craig Swan, who has phoned up from Russia. Hi Swanee, how you doing? How's life in St Petersburg? Yeah, chilly. Yeah, everything's good. A little
1: cold, wrap-up warm, but everything's fine yet. Yeah.
0: And what's the atmosphere there like? Uh, can you tell there's a, a build-up to a big match in the city, or is it is it a bit more difficult to tell? Is it not that big a football city in that sense?
1: Yeah, I think you can you can tell by the, the sort of billboards and a few posters around the city that obviously it's a, it's a big game, and the people here are looking forward to it. Um, it's such a it's such a big city that um, some places you go to everybody's kind of condensed in the one area and you'll see all the fans kind of gathering in all the one spot, it's quite a big place so um, it, it, it's hard to feel and, and especially with the biting cold everyone's just walking around wrapped up, hoods on, snoods on You <laughs> everyone's just wandering around quietly so,
0: Long John's no, all the rest
1: of it, it. <laughs> Yeah, I think so we will be near a kick-off time before it starts to buzz up a bit
0: Yeah, I've actually heard that the weather has affected transport in the city and some of the locals are finding it difficult to get around and maybe difficult to get to the game. I don't know if you've had any experience of that that might affect uh, matters tomorrow night. Yeah, it could do. It's quite slow around the city at
1: times, obviously with the weather and the ice and the snow everywhere. Um, I was quite amused to see a few of the locals walking to work yesterday right down the middle of the river um, which is <laughs> so frozen so walking down there for stock cut which is, uh, which is but <clears throat> I have a from trying that myself just in case, that's a lot of weight to put on ice
0: <laughs> and obviously you arrived last night Swanee, when do the Celtic team get there in Russia?
1: Should be arriving around about uh, 5 o'clock Wednesday, um, Russian time, uh, something like that I believe, maybe maybe a wee bit later, um, but they should be here, Brendan Goddard will have his press conference on uh, Wednesday night here, uh, around about 8.39 o'clock. Um so Celtic took the decision after um, everything's always meticulous with, with Brendan Rodgers and his, and his background team and his, his medical science team and they decided that it was probably best there. obviously they trained at Celtic Park Wednesday morning um, it was better to do the session there and get some real work into the players it, it's something he's done in the past you can work on things you can't sometimes when teams come to the away games in Europe you, arrive, you get one hour at the stadium uh, and it's kind of difficult to, to, to get plans in place or if it's some sort of tactical thing you really want to work on so Rodgers has done this a couple of times in the past, trained in Glasgow before flying out um, or the, the day before the game so that's obviously been the plan this time they've been working on something at Parkhead this morning so that uh, uh, will be revealed
0: on well. And will they be sticking to UK time like they have done in previous European games?
1: I suspect they would try to. Um, it's not quite as um, as bad as, as, you know, maybe a Kazakhstan or an Azerbaijan, um, so it's three hours, the difference. But yeah, I mean, roughly they will, yeah, they, they, they'll try to do that, I would think. The, the medical team will have that, as I say, the science team, Glenn Driscoll, and these boys will have all that worked out that they maybe have breakfast a little bit later and that kind of thing and just try to work to the same pattern.
0: And I know it's hard to tell at the moment With the Celtic team not being there But what do you suspect the mood in the camp Is likely to be Obviously they were um, on a high After the result uh, in Glasgow Last Thursday They then had that um, right. St Johnson game Which maybe killed momentum a bit What kind of mood do you expect the players will be in? I suspect of the mood would probably
1: be Quiet confidence um, I don't think many people And Hands Up myself included Expected Celtic to be quite as dominant as they were last last Thursday night. It was it was great to see from a from a Scottish team utterly dominating a, a good European side. Um, a lot was made of the fact that Zenit are still technically on their winter break from their own league and maybe they were a bit rusty and such. And, and that's that's fair argument. You can't really argue against that. Um, there obviously was maybe a little bit of rust in there, but Celtic were outstanding. If they can do the same again uh, over here in Russia, they must have a big chance of
0: going it. And there's been a bit of a, talk, a bit of talk in our paper this morning about some of the Zenit boys kind of firing a warning shot um, to Celtic and saying they won't be able to handle the atmosphere in the stadium, which I believe uh, they're going to close the roof to kind of keep that atmosphere in and not let it float away. Do you uh, have you come across the stadium yet, or do you know what it's likely to be like tomorrow night?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a fascinating, um, it's a spectacular looking venue. Um, Roberto Mancini, there is, there is stuff there today at uh, lunchtime. No um, the roof, much of a the atmosphere, but also um, a very strange situation of uh, it's so cold and minus 10, minus 15 here at times, that they have a set a setup and a system where they actually pump hot air into the stadium. Um, mm-hmm. So the inside the stadium shouldn't be too bad for, for any of the supporters that are coming and watch the game, but this will be a, certainly a new one for me. I, I don't know how many of the Celtic players will experience anything like this before. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how it works, how hard it gets. Does it, you know, do you, do you end up really sweltering in there? I mean, I don't really know. Um, Could be the two extremes hard.
0: for you in the, in the press box there.
1: <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, sixty-seven thousand. I mean, I do think it's ridiculous. Um, we hear this quite a lot, and and I often find it a bit bizarre myself. But, when people talk about coming and, uh, and facing crowds, I mean, how selfie could be intimidated by a crowd over here when, they, when they're used to playing an old fun and games and things like that? I just, I just don't get that. So, um, what it might do is lift the Zenit players, but it certainly won't intimidate the selfie players so
0: Yeah, it sounds just like the kind of usual fighting talk And uh, Kwasi, Abu Kwasi was on the back page as well Saying that Celtic just aren't scared Um, What do Celtic have to fear though? They've obviously got this 1-0 advantage Brendan Rodgers historically hasn't liked to Well, part part of the bus is a phrase he'd not like to use But he hasn't gone into these games defensively Do you think he might look at doing that tomorrow night To protect this 1-0 lead?
1: Again, it's one of these issues It's quite dormy and, and, and Brendan gets, um, you know, when people start to talk about pragmatism and what's, what's like that. To me, it just comes down to players doing the right things. I mean, you absolutely right. He, he, you don't play five, six across the back and, and, and four in midfield right in front of the back line. That just will not work. That just invites trouble. Selfish problem has been they've made individual mistakes, the basic mistakes. That's, that's what's given goals away haven't been able to keep the ball up the pitch um, and they've made uh, mistakes defensively and they've given the ball away in the middle of the park that's, that's what's contributed to the, some of the heavy defeats they've um and the standard of opposition as well um, it's a bit different giving the ball away to a Ross County or a Hamilton player or giving it away to Neymar um, which will, that has a lot to do with the amount of goals they lose I would be pretty surprised if he didn't just go same again boys um because the, the setup if if you looked at the team pre kickoff last week and you saw Kalasi in there and Callum McGregor in there, you could see legs in the middle and then Charm and Brown. It maybe looked on paper a bit, a little bit more defensively minded. But the way they actually played was on the front foot with the legs that those guys had. Then Belly was able to hold the ball up, which allowed the midfield player to get up and join them and keep the game in the zen at half. That won't be as easy to do here. But Tactically it's probably the way to go The best way for Celtic to get through this game on Thursday night Is to play the game in the 10 at half So to give yourself the best chance of doing that is, is probably to go with the same system that you went with last week Does it work for free?
0: So it's almost about getting, a, getting the balance right then Between defence and attack um, Kwasi and... Yeah, something, something wrong with the with, center with centre-backs for example I mean it was flexible last week He could have drifted into a
1: three at times And, and Forrest and Kearney became sort of wing back. Um, in, in the rare occasions that Zenit had the ball, but what happened last week was Celtic's backline didn't make mistakes. The one time they got caught out, they made a mistake, Doris De Vries made the save, and they got away with it. But that, it was, it was, it's down to players concentrating, players nipping things in the body early. Again, it won't be an easy thing to do away from home, or as easy to do away from home, but that's the target, that's what they've got to try and achieve.
0: Tony, Mick and I were talking about this in the pod, um, podcast last week after the Zenit game that McGregor and Kwasi were surprise starters in that game at Parkhead. Um, yeah, they were arguably the, the star men on the night. They both played 90 minutes against St Johnstone uh, at the weekend there. So do you, do you expect that they'll still start?
1: I wouldn't. Read into the fact that they played the 90 minutes on Sunday as being a reason why they wouldn't play uh, on Thursday I think it's each player, it's individual cases on its minutes you, you know, for instance leaving someone like Keenan Tierney, and, 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 and Keenan Tierney's played 40 odd games already this season you know, Kowassi's maybe only played 5 or 6 you know, Callum McGregor just had a spell out of the team uh, at the start of the new year, I think he played the first Game after the, uh, the the winter break, and then he missed two or three in a, in a row, uh, maybe came off the bench. So he's been freshened up as well. So I think it's, it's more a case of uh, taking each one on its individual merits, and, and, and guys maybe being left out because i have had a heavy workload this year and a heavy schedule. Um, you know, Callum McGregor and Kwasi haven't had international football either that you know Charm and Cham and Bailey have been away with the 21s for France the Scotland boys have been away quite a lot these boys haven't really been away McGregor only got one call up for the Holland game so I wouldn't read into it too much um, I think I would read more into their performances last Thursday night as to be an indicator of whether they'll start this week
0: yeah, and just uh, we had some training pictures dropped from f- uh, from Celtic earlier, it looks like Lustig uh, Tom Rogic and Olivier Chammell will be in contention as well um, so they're getting towards um, y- you know a full squad to choose from obviously there's still a couple out but it certainly gives Brendan Rodgers uh, a bit more of an option tomorrow night, if not starting, then certainly from the bench as well Yeah, that's a bit-
1: I mean, it, it's easy for other teams and other clubs and other supporters to quite rightly come around and say, "Well, have no sympathy for Celtic when when they have guys missing because of the size of squad they have and because of the budget they have." Uh, but they have been absolutely demonised by injuries this season. I mean, there's been 12, 13, 14 players at, at various uh, stages that have been have been out, have been missing, and big players, and key players at like that uh, have missed long stretches of the season. Griffiths, Armstrong. You know, they barely missed a large chunk. So it's it's not been easy for them. Um, slowly but surely they're starting to get the numbers back but the, the evidence of this season would probably tell you that as soon as they start to get a couple back, a couple more will fall back the race side. So at least he's got some good options for, for Thursday night. Um, as you say, they're still two or three, not, they're not back yet but it's certainly stronger than it maybe was a month ago.
0: And what do you think Celtic have to fear In terms of, of Zenit What did you see Of Zenit last week That made you think Okay they could be A bit of a, a Dangerous opposition In Russia
1: I think the biggest fear For most um, People here The Celtic fans That are travelling Is probably the unknown the, the And the reason For saying that is Zenit showed So little last week They didn't keep the ball So it's not like when possession past Celtic today you didn't see rapid counter-attacking football that like you might have seen because Celtic were on the front foot. And that was the opportunity for them to get caught in counter attack That didn't happen. Um, there was no playing, the, you know, getting the ball forward early and a striker holding it up to get runners into the game. That didn't happen either. There was almost a feeling that, that they were pretty, you know, pretty poor. And I guess that fear lingers that Zenit can't be that bad again basically. Now maybe we're overestimating them. Maybe maybe that's what they are. Maybe that's what Celtic made them uh Selfie made them poor last week and might be able to do so again. But I guess probably the biggest fear is you're not really sure what you're gonna get from them. Because yeah. we
0: don't
1: you know we we do our best to study up and you try and watch we can, but we don't see Zenit play every week, none of us do. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't actually know. We can look at the results, we can see what's on paper. What's on paper tells you that they're strong at home and that they score goals. They were the top goal scorers in the, in the, in the group stages of the Europa League. So that tells you they're a the dangerous team. Yet what we saw with the evidence of our own eyes last week would tell you that they weren't. So I think it feels maybe the wrong word, but that's probably the biggest thing that Celtic will be looking out for. I'm really not sure what they're going to get, but Brendan Rodgers for sure will know. He'll have studied various videos and he'll know what their, their, their strengths are and, and where they can be dangerous. And I'm sure the players will be told individually and collectively
0: uh, what we're looking for. And certainly in the last half hour at Parkhead Zenit coming off this winter break did look a bit leggy did look a bit tired so that's maybe also something Brendan Rodgers can look towards you know if the game's still tight going into the the closing stages.
1: Absolutely. I mean the the key for um, you're absolutely right, Gary, the longer that Celtic can stay in the game, um, you know, the dream scenario is they get themselves in front, um and and you know, kinda deflate then in, in that
0: way, um, mentally. Uh, but certainly physically it's got an aspect because you say if the game's tight
1: with twenty minutes to go. I mean, Celtic just did such a good job last week, A getting getting themselves in front, but also B not losing a goal. It means even though you don't want it to happen, Celtic could be 2 0 down, get into the last 20 minutes, and still right in this tie because then it'll be at the fly. And then Celtic can go for their leg goal and can put them through. So, as long as nothing ridiculous happens, and it has happened in the past where Celtic have lost bunches of goals in, in short periods, it happened in, in Astana, it happened in Paris, it, you know, it, it can happen. We just have to hope that there's a strong and as concentrated defensively as they were last week and keep themselves in the game because as long as they do that, you would hope they would have the legs in the latter stages as you say.
0: So just finally then Swanee, I'm going to put you on the the spot. I'm sure you'll love this. Your prediction for Thursday night. How's it going to finish on the night? And are Celtic going to go through?
1: I'm going to, having got it spectacularly wrong last week, um, on the evidence of last week and seeing what Celtic did, I think it'll either
0: be two ones one Zenit and Celtic go through, or one each. But I can see Celtic going through. Fingers crossed. Good a bit of optimism there. That sounds good to us. Thanks very much for joining us, Swanee, uh, I'm sure you've got a lot to get back to, and you'll need to um, sample some of the local vodka later on just to integrate yourself.
1: I'm not moving from beside the
0: radiator <laughs> in this room. Thanks very much. <laughs> well, I'm sure. I'm sure Michael fell in for you then. Um, But thanks for joining us and enjoy the game tomorrow night and hopefully Celtic uh, can progress in the next round. Thanks very much for that, Swanee. Come on, Gary. All the best. Okay, Graeme. So, how do you expect Celtic to line up against on Thursday night?
2: Well, I don't think it'll be too dissimilar to the team that started last week. I felt, obviously, for the first time, Brendan Rodgers changed the way he went about his business on European nights. It was a much more beefed-up midfield uh, the inclusion of Kwasi, uh, Bowie Kouassi the start was obviously a big big difference and he, he really did make a difference on the night. He was very physical, he did very well at chasing the ball. I'd imagine a similar line-up. I was speaking earlier on and I was discussing with a few colleagues upstairs that so I think there's a chance that maybe Scott Sinclair could maybe come back into the team. I know he's been off colour and he's he's not been playing nearly as well as he did last season he had obviously of the year award part of an invincible treble team. But I think his pace could be important. I think when you look at the top line-up, James Forrest obviously has that as well. But I think between McGregor and Cham, eh, Kouassi, I think these players are in Dembele up top. I think he could just use an extra, just charge of pace in the final third. And I think that could be important, especially if they find himself backed up. Eh, for long spells, I think Sinclair is a player who is an outlet. He's, he's not been playing with the same drive or... Confidence that he had last season, but I still think he has that pace, and he would be excellent to counter attack in these situations. But I don't expect eh, much changes outside of that. I think the team eh, impressed so much last week that be a surprise if it was changed dramatically.
0: Do you think that's where Celtic are likely to find themselves then? Um, maybe not backs to the wall, so to speak, but perhaps more defensive, with looking to to counter attack Zenit to get that precious away goal.
2: Yeah, I think, I think that's likely. I think big stadium, roof closed, as we've heard, it's going to be a big atmosphere. I think they going to be very, it'll be very easy for Celtic to be on the back foot early. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think often with Celtic in Europe, eh, recently and in, well, the last maybe 15 years, these big European games under the likes of Neil Strach and Lennon and now Rodgers, away games can get away from Celtic very quickly. They can be one goal down. And a lot of things it's been two goals in quick succession what Celtic could really use is maybe 15-20 minutes of not much happening it might be playing the ball direct it might be going a bit long at times and that's not uh, Brendan Rodgers' MO. but it would probably fit the type of tie it going got to be tomorrow night so I think in that case I think it would it would definitely suit Celtic to keep it kind of yeah compact yeah compact
0: yeah because um, something we spoke about with, with Swanee just there and also with Mick and Tony on the podcast last week yeah. Celtic do have that capability in recent years just to implode in some of these European games. Uh They concede one goal and quickly the second comes, the third comes. How do you think they should try to avoid that this time around? I mean, Swanee there spoke about individual mistakes leading to these kind of scenarios. Is it just a case of cutting them out for you?
2: Yeah, I think that's fair. I think the interesting thing in Brendan Rodgers' defence is he's mastered knockout ties very well. Like, Obviously, domestic cups success, European against teams like Bersheba, Stana, the type of teams who are more on Celtic's level to get to the group stage. Obviously, a weight Barcelona or a weight PSG is tough. But I think individual mistakes, as you say, I think that's something that every team would obviously try and strive to before a big game. But I think it is quite important for Celtic, especially when eh, players like Chris Ayer or Samir, Jose who have got the ball. There's a lot of passing out to the back, and I think maybe a touch for it, it's not the way they always go, but I think at times just playing the safe pass, and I think again, in the early stages, just riding that storm, I think there's accountability for a lot of players on uh, Thursday night to try and just really make sure they, they they don't give the game away early and I think that's for the whole starting eleven really
0: So, you might actually see the defensive line play balls up to Dembele more
2: Yeah, I think that was something that happened last week That was uh, something that happens when Dembele starts anyway, but I think Swanee touched about it, wrote in his match report last week where he said "I idea that Dembele you can tell in his first or second first couple of touches what kind of game he's going to have and he looked right on it last week as well and I think his physicality it was, I think it was noted early on his first season in the game at hybrids Hugman A Celtic beat Rangers 2-1 that was Dembele's absolute pomp he was physically strong brings players into the game and I think at times in Europe last season as well he showed that he showed that against against Senna I think Celtic to do to get a, a result they need that kind of performance from the belly. they really do
0: and, and even last week when uh, Edward came on I felt he did well just in the, in the last 10 yeah, minutes in holding up the ball he could be a really useful player going into the latter stages of tomorrow night's game as well
2: yeah I think that's a fair point I thought he sold up was excellent the way he was able to take it in and, and, and basically drive it to was one in the last 10 minutes where he was able to just drink inside the box and was unlucky not to get shot away. But that was encouraging and that's a sign of a player who, he's, he's flashed moments throughout the season but there's a real sign that he's, he's starting to really improve as the season's gone on. He's He was excellent in the Hearts game, the three one, victory at Parkhead a few weeks ago and I think he could be a valuable player if Lee Griffiths isn't available, someone has to be there behind belly, especially when Dembele's not been scoring the amount of goals he did last season.
0: And surprise starters last week, as we t- touched upon, with Swanee, Kuasi and McGregor. Do you think they'll start, and will they be key again? They they both played ninety minutes against Johnson, but Swanee seemed to think that that doesn't matter, and he he, he predicts that Celtic will go with the same team as you were saying.
2: Yeah, I think I think they'll go with the same team. And I think those two players, Kuasi and McGregor, you've mentioned. Kouassi's a player I think I've mentioned before that. I like think in fleeting appearances in pre-season games, he's impressed and he's almost like, like he was a forgotten man for a while at he was talking maybe going out and moan. But what he does very well, when he's not diving into tackles at things he can be a bit reckless in the tackle and I think that's something, especially in a game like this he has to be careful. Big atmosphere feels like he can maybe win the ball in over stretches. But he's very good at nicking the ball away, he's very good at just robbing a player of possession and then distributing it onto a teammate. I think that's really important. I think South need to be able to do that. They need to win the physical battle and he went plenty of time. he can't be losing every 50-50 the crowd gets up and I think McGregor as well That's he's had some really really good well, fantastic performances at home in Europe by end Munich the season and Zenit last week but a bigger away performance is what's needed for McGregor he's been very good at playing in between the lines short quick passes linking up with uh, the likes of belly. who the two of them what, fantastic together it's not been something they've, they've done a lot in the past but they were excellent together uh, last week so I think both those players you mentioned Uh, could have a really big game for
0: Celtic and on the the record Sport website today we've been um, doing an analysis of Celtic's training before they flew out to Russia this evening Lustig um, looks like will be in contention obviously Rogic came back at 60 minutes the weekend and Cham looks to be over his illness so there there are options there for them Cham's
2: a a big player and I think when he arrived at Celtic at first there was obviously a big transfer fee, big excitement about the way he played but the first it was flashes maybe the first couple of months he wasn't playing every single game but at times maybe his hollywood passes described him as earlier where sometimes he's looking for the perfect pass all the time and if he's if it was slightly off it was just costing Celtic the way they were playing really like it would take the momentum out of games because he was sometimes trying to overplay it but recently i think the Aberdeen game before Christmas he was really really strong he's getting better himself in the tackle he's a great goal threat he's a good link-up man he's just really Grown every week into a top Celtic player and I think he's I think between Bowie, McGregor, Brown, and Cham has four midfield players not they won't play maybe in a traditional scheme McGregor might flow but uh, uh, things is a bit further forward as well but that gives Celtic a real backbone in the midfield and, and Cham for me is the player the real ascending Celtic player at the moment I think he's been excellent for a couple of months now and he's only getting better
0: Yeah he was a lot of people's uh, man in the match last Thursday oh,
2: fantastic. I think the one thing with obviously the passing starts article last week we are looking at uh, the ridiculous of mind-bottling as you can put a passing stats that seems to be Champs slightly lower down, again because a few set pieces and stuff, just didn't quite take more reset his set plays but he really was fantastic, Really, that was one of his best teams in green and white, he was just on the ball for the first minute and he was really physical and I think that's what he needs to be tomorrow night.
0: And we talked about a few midfielders there vying for a start you've got Missonda as well who had a Slow start to his Celtic career, but last week with that cameo role coming on with a yeah. fine pass from McGregor, he's a useful option, probably likely off the bench.
2: Yeah, I would imagine. So I think he's always got a lot of talent. As you can quite clearly see, that goal was a perfect example of that last week. He has, to be fair, I think the commandment game, first 20 minutes, looked really lively. But Celtics, if you looked quite lively at the start of that game, I think that obviously helped him. There's obviously, he's an immense talent, and I think on Sunday against St. John's nearly showed he could take a few tackles There was a few heavy tackles on him he was able to come back and show that he's not going to be phased by that but i think in this type of game he's a he has a bench option i think i think there's going to be a a player that i think that's what made Celtic strong last week was the options on the bench and eh, in particular when he came off the bench he was, he was a real asset and i think that will be a role on Thursday night maybe Celtic might be in a narrow lead or a draw, even if they're behind, I think he's the type of player that can change a game and be able to drive at players as well. I think he's a very in the centre-half.
0: From what you saw of Zenit last week, Graham, do Celtic have anything to fear? Was there anything particular that you thought, you know, they're either good at getting in behind or they're pacey? Um, when we spoke to Swanee about it there he couldn't really pinpoint what their strength was, it was more the unknown. Yeah, that-
2: I think that's a good way of describing it. I think Zenit, for all the hype, and it's probably a bit too much, I know mean, they spent a lot of money, but they were, they were appalling, they really were. But there was no huge, and there was no, they didn't go wide a lot, they didn't play through the bit, they didn't do anything really. I know they had a really good chance in the first half, but it's a game of football, and many team's all have chances, but they were, they were just limp. And I think, going into this game, I know they've been on the winter break, and things change, but for me, I think Mancini from the side, Roberto Mancini on the sidelines, they look frustrated watching his team, and these things sometimes aren't easily solved, but just like Celtic, Celtic hadn't played at the level they played last week for a long time and suddenly produced a performance, they're at home, they'll probably still get designed to go far in this competition, they probably feel they can still win the competition perhaps, but they'll have to play far better, and I think there is... Danger. I think guys at obviously got a great record and whole scoring there's players. Paredes and Argentine and midfield, I think there's players there that cause Celtic danger, but I don't think there's somebody you can pinpoint from last week that shows that. I think there's a, I think it's more the fear of the unknown, I think that's probably where you can put that. I think there will be danger. But it might be the atmosphere, it might be the big atmosphere spooks Celtics then it growth from that or with the, or the closed roof and the closed all the rest of of things. It. always in you know, there's games under I think can make a fantastic atmosphere, so they obviously have to be aware of that.
0: So, I I know you're not a big fan of predictions, but, how do you see this one panning out, Graeme?
2: I think, I think Celtic can do it, and I think they will do it, but I think it will be, I think it will be, I wouldn't be surprised if Zenit were able to do exactly what Celtic feared by scoring goals early, maybe even 1-0 in the first 10 minutes. Maybe he'll 2-0, but I, I fancy Celtic to get an away goal. I believe that they at the players in the forward positions. They're, they're not rock solid at the back. Obviously, Brunislav Ivani, which can be coming back in, he's obviously a really proven player, and really solid competitor, I think he'd make it tougher on the back line. But I think Celtic will find a goal. They might lose 2-1 on the night, but they'll go for an away goal.
0: Just talking about Ivanovic, there actually that might be a battle, a physical battle that Dembélé will actually really relish yeah. up against him. It'd be really interesting yeah, to watch. Yeah.
2: Dembélé's he was able to rough up good defenders last year, Christensen, when he was at Manchester and some of the Manchester City players. He was able to really get physical, and I think that's when he's very best. And especially when he's not fighting them, and he doesn't have to be going forward with a forty-goal striker. Dembélé can be a player who. Maybe it's twenty twenty five, but also everything else that goes with it. He's got a lot of power, a lot of pace, driving the players. And I think Ivanovich is a good major step and This is a defender who's been around Europe for a long, long time. He's won the uh, Europa League, won Championship Champions Champions League. Team. He's got a fantastic he's a really, really good player for Chelsea. And he's obviously in towards the end of his career. But I think it's a perfect battle for the Belling. If he if he wins that then Chelsea's got a great chance of going through.
0: And we're going to move forward to look to the Aberdeen game at the weekend. We'll have a very brief look back at the St Johnstone game at the weekend. Uh, obviously a disappointing outcome for Celtic. 0-0 draw, but there was seven changes in that. So do you think that that had a big impact on the outcome?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think when you get got players, like Calvin Mill's not played a lot Christian Gamboa, I think, like anything, but Celtic at home, after games in Europe the season, i have been a bit passive at times, and I think... The idea, these are the games, that's why we're talking about the gap between Celtic Rangers, I think it's obviously down to nine points, and um, it's games like this, Celtic, just sleepwalking is a strong work, but just kind of, there's a malaise when they play at home sometimes. Going through the motions, yeah, to an extent. Yeah, and I think, that's I think the guys are trying, but there seems to be a lack of spark, and when teams are organising Celtic Park domestically, maybe for, I think, the first couple of games, Brendan Rodgers five one against Rangers four one his first season, but since then there's never been a lot of heavy they've been able to uh, put a lot of goals past teams. Odd game here and there the five goals and so forth. But I think it's not something that we've really mastered under Brandon Rodgers have been able to you know, take teams to the cleaners at all. It's happened far far more often away.
0: And moving on nicely then to the away game at Petardry, yeah. so so one thirty. Uh, kick off on Sunday. Uh, Celtic obviously will, will likely be a bit rusty coming all the way back from Russia. Um, h- how do you see this one going? Obviously, Celtic have the psychological advantage over Aberdeen in, in recent years. Do you think Celtic will, will win this one?
2: Well, it's quite an interesting game. to over up at Pathogen. There's a lot of talk about like Danny McKinnis finally landed a ball on Celtic, and Celtic produced probably the most. Oh, flawless performance against Aberdeen that 3-0 Dembele and Tierney and put it over Rogic McGregor in good games it's a slightly different formation but Brendan Rodgers has just had Derek McKenzie's number since day one uh, I think it might be after the game's in it obviously it's a difficult to, go, uh, to come back and be fresh I remember last last time out there was a game against Munch and Gladbach and they travelled to uh, Aberdeen Rogic scored last season as well it will be tough I think Aberdeen need to do everything in their power to make it difficult I think at times they've been far too passive against Celtic. Not physical enough You know, really get at Celtic and really push them. Uh, the, only time every yeah,
0: the only time I've really seen that was the Cup final. Yeah, and I think there was a
2: game uh, last season where well, the 1-0 boy out of score. Uh, they played a really high line with Rooney McGinn and Hayes at the time. And I think that's something they should really look at as well. But I think try some, just all out, play it like a Cup game. I know them. almost, there's a feeling that they're almost peers because of in you league or second place, but there's a wonder of difference between the teams, Aberdeen need to really roll out sleeves and make it tough, and I think they can for Celtic. I, th- I would I would favour Celtic to win the game, but I think Aberdeen playing it the correct way, plenty of time to recover, they've got ready to go after losing to Hibs at the weekend, I think, I think they really should be up for this, I think it'll be a tough game for Celtic.
0: And the, the kind of players we we talked about coming back into contention, the likes of Rogic coming back at the perfect yeah, time, really.
2: Anyway. It's a perfect game for him, because yeah. He loves scoring against Aberdeen. Every time he's, he's always, he's just got a habit, an act for scoring against Aberdeen. And I think he'll probably that's a game he'll start, is a place his type of player suits. It's he's very good at pivoting at the edge of the ball. It's a game of tight, He shots off. He's he's excellent at that. I think Missland as well. I think that's a game. But that that's a good, a really good major six for him. Where it's a difficult place to play. But if he's going to play for something regularly over the next eighteen months, he has to be starting games like Patondry. Uh, so there's definitely a couple of options in there, the freshen things up uh, in the final third but Rogic is a big one that's a game for him
0: there's been a bit of talk this week about whether we've now got a title race <laughs> in our hands um, nine points advantage yes. for Celtic over Rangers and you you put your view forward um, yeah. so, so can you sum that up for us
2: yeah I think I don't think there is a title ratio For the reason it's, it is nine points it's a big gap this is the uh, if you're taking a, a, a really strong water team or nine points against anyone, there's it's a big gap and still got to play each other twice. Celtic have been able to just it's been dominant against Rangers, especially uh eh, over the last eighteen months. I know there's a couple of draws, but at times Celtic have just shown Rangers who the best team in the country is. And I think that what that psychological like you were able to see against it. Celtic beat some Johnson to know at the weekend in a run the mill game rather than a 0-0 and I know it obviously gaped in 11 points in but there would be no talking. in this. I just think that right on the back of the big it would obviously we a, a different team and there's fringe players playing but the fact that that's kind of that opened this up I think Celtic in the big moments experience to have it would be it would be shocking if it even became close in the last few weeks but you never know like anything in the game at Ivers could be massive Rangers got a lot because now like Jamie Murphy and uh, when that's especially these guys are really, really looking dangerous, and it's a different, different style of Rangers If so the team really win the game, but I wouldn't be surprised over the last eleven games if the team he won't even get more points than Celtic. Never mind, call back. So you still
0: put your house and Celtic win the league.
2: Yeah, I would. imagine that would be the case. But if house is a bit strong, Gary. I put a pound. We'll put a pound. Pound on, on
0: it. Okay. Right, that wraps things up for this week. Thanks very much for joining us, Graham, and to Swanee out in Russia. We'll be back next midweek. Don't forget to subscribe at iTunes or Audioboom to get a podcast as soon as it's available. And if you liked it, please review and rate us on there too. Thanks for listening.